top of the page, um, at the two dots, Eine osin heimenu eino As far as the oil goes, we said that you're not allowed to use the oil, because after all, the oil has not been prepared. It's a mukta oil, because it was set aside for the, for the lighting, for the fire. So, Tanarabban, that's what we're talking about, if the, for the dripping oil. Now, Tanarabban, the rabbis learned, Mosar Hashem and Shebenir, the leftover oil that's left in the candle, meaning the fire went out, but there was still a little bit of oil left. Vishabigara, or in the platter, if, for, if you were lighting out of a platter, also is forbidden. For Rabbi Shimon Matir, of course, Rabbi Shimon, he disagrees. He says that oil is never muksa, you, you might have a use for it. So he's much more lenient when it comes to muksa. We'll see where Rabbi Shimon might actually hold of certain muksas. We're going to get to that. So that's the shitas Rabbi Shimon. In general, very lenient as far as Muktzah goes. Brings us to the new Mishnah. Mishnah. A ner, which is basically a tool that they use to light to light out of. It looks like a lamp, you know, like those old Aladdin lamps. That's what a ner typically was. Okay. Metaltle ner chadosh, avalo yashon. You can move a new candle, but not an old candle. Reb Shimon Omer, call Aniris Metaltlin. You can actually move all candles, chutz min aner hadolik b'Shabbos, except for uh, a, a lit candle on Shabbos. So basically, what we're seeing here is that basically, Nero, the, 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 even if it's earthenware, doesn't matter what, doesn't sound like what the material is, doesn't matter. It's um, it's not muktzah according to Rib Shimon. It's fine. Do you have a use for it? Only one that's problematic is if it's lit currently on Shabbos. Hadolik b'Shabbos. The problem is because if I move that around, I'm going to possibly put it out, and that even Rib Shimon would have as a, a, as a problem. Okay, so that brings us to the Gemara. Tana Rabbana. The Rabbis learn. Rabbiuda says that you can move a new a new candle. Again, it's a, like a lamp, but it's usable as any for any use. So therefore, it's not muktza even according to the Chachamim, because it's not locked in for one use. You can use it as a as a candy dish or something, and that's what that's the halacha. Just not a yasha. Divrei Rabbi that's Rabbi Yudashita. Rameir, Omer Rameir says Kolaniris Metaltlin. You can actually um, move all candles. The only one that you cannot, this is a little different than Rabbi Shimon. Rabbi is saying, as long as if it was lit from on Shabbos, that's Moktza. So he also says most are not Moktza, but once it was lit on Shabbos, even if it's not currently lit, Rabbi says it's, pro- it's prohibited. And Rabbi Shimon Omer, Chutz that's a remeir from our Mishnah, that if it's lit currently on Shabbos, that's problematic. Kavsa, but once the candle goes out, it says explicitly, Motor letatula, then the candle becomes not, then the, the um, ner, it does, it becomes a mutter to move around. It's not a problem. However, Avel, and we'll see what this is talking about, Avel Kosvik, Ara, Vashashis, what about a large cup that they were lighting out of, or a platter, or a lantern, 
Lo those cannot be moved. This sounds like that even Rabbi Shimon would say you can't move them. So we'll have to understand what is the difference between that. We'll get to that in the Gemara. Rabbi Lezer, Rabbi Shimon, Omer. Rabbi Lezer, Rabbi Shimon says, Mistapik minanir hakava. That you can even utilize the oil from a lit candle that was lit before and now it went out. So you can use it. Or not only if it's in the candle or from oil that was dripping. He doesn't even have a problem of using that oil. Now, even if the candle's still lit and oil drips, I can help myself some of that oil. Now, Amr Abaye, so Abaye says, He holds like his father in one area, and he disagrees in another. What is the Shita? He holds like his father in one, the less in Muktza. He says it's not Muktza. And he disputes him. He says, helping yourself to oil is only permissible once the candle goes out. Not if it's still lit. Even if it didn't go out, I can help myself to the oil. Now, the Gemara is going back now on the quote that we said before. If it's a cup, if it's a, if it's a platter of oil, where they lit off of that, or in Ashashas, which has much more oil in it. Lo you cannot move it. Now, Maishnahani, why would these be more problematic than the Nair? The Nair, once it goes out, we said it's permissible. So, Amr Ula, Seifa, son of Rabiuda, the Seifa must be going, this must be talking in Rabiuda's opinion and not in Ribshim's opinion. So, the Mar says, Mask of Marzutra. So, Marzutra um, raises the question, Yaf, if that's the case, my Aval. What is the Aval? The Aval doesn't make any sense. Hello, Marmar, Sutra, La Olam, Rabbi Shimon. Uh, right? Because Aval means however. <laughs> Yuda says it's prohibited. So you don't say, oh, however, this is prohibited. You say this is also prohibited. Of course. But you don't say Aval. Aval sounds like what we allowed before is one thing, but now this we're not allowing. So it sounds like we're going in Rabbi Shimon. So Elam, Marzutra, Marzutra explains, La Olam, Rabbi Shimon, we are going like Rabbi Shimon. Now, what's the difference? What Reb Shimon allows in a, in a small uh, candle, okay, um, lamp, in a small lamp, because you know that it's not going to be lit forever. It's only going to go out, uh, lit for a, for a few hours or whatever it is. And then I know I'll, I have a good lamp I could use for other needs. Avalhani, but these that hold quite a bit of oil, their expectation was that they would be lit for the entire Shabbos. Denefishi, lo, that he would never allow. You understand? So the difference is how much, how, what's the expectation on it? So when it comes to a, a, a lantern that's, that holds a significant amount of oil that stays lit the entire Shabbos, so my expectation is I'm not going to be able to use it because it's going to be lit the whole Shabbos. So if it happens to go out, I can't access that oil. Okay. And that's the same with the cup. These are all very large, much larger containers. It says that it, 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 it's, it's Asr and Reb Shimon Matir. It says the candle, the, 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 which is the lamp, and the Ka'ara is the plate, is Asr, and Reb Shimon says it's Matir. 
So here he's saying Kaara's mutter. But the, in there he said Kaara's not allowed. So my answer is Hasam Kaara Dumi Diner. That token depends on the platter. It's a platter that's small, like the nair is small. That's when you, it's okay. This is a kara that's much larger, similar to a large cup, which is going to be problematic because it's expected to be lit the entire time. Okay, moving on to the next case. Amar Bzeir says, Pamut, if you have a, uh, a, a, a this is a metal uh, lamp, that was lit on Shabbos, according to the opinion that says that it's allowed, it's now going to be prohibited. And according to the opinion who says that it's prohibited, it's going to be permitted. Meaning, before, in our Mishnah, we were talking about a, uh, a new candle uh, versus an old one. And that was made out of earthenware. The new, the old one, that's earthenware, is disgusting. Once it's lit, you wouldn't use it for anything else. You're not going to use it as a candy dish, and therefore, um, that that's uh, and and uh, by metal, it, it doesn't get so dirty. You can easily wash it off, and it doesn't get ruined basically from any other use. So when it comes to the metal, the, uh, that was lit on Shabbos, the opinion that says that it's permissible before would here say it's prohibited. And the, permis- and the person who said before that it's prohibited by the candle in the Mishnah, by the earthenware one, would say this case is permissible. Okay? Which means, Lememra, the Rav the Mokta Machmas Mius Islay, Mokta Machmas Isser Leslay. That Reb Yudah is only worried about the muksa because it's so disgusting. That's the where he says that it's prohibited because it was it became disgusting from being lit. But if it's metal, then not. And and he doesn't hold that the fact that it was lit is its own problem. Vatanya, um, that can't be. Reb Yudah Omer Kol Shal Mateches all metal candles. Mitaltalin can be moved, except the one that was lit on Shabbos. Um, so the Gemara explains, uh, okay, um, so if it's metal, you can move it, but if it was lit on Shabbos, even Rebuda says it's not allowed. Ella, if you're going to say what you, you have to say it like this, if it was lit on Shabbos, then everybody would say it's Asr, because everybody agrees that if it was Mutzmach Mas Easter, then it's for sure prohibited. The question is, and if it's lowly love, and if it was never lit before Shabbos, because a metal lamp is useful. If it hasn't been lit from the beginning of Shabbos, it's not earthenware that becomes disgusting for any other use. So then everybody would say that's permissible. It's usable as something else. You could make it into a candy dish or use. It's a good container. And that's the idea. Yes. Yes. No, it's that's that's where you. One second, one second. That's not the true. That's not true exactly. It's not muktza. It's like you have to understand. What we're talking about are those like Aladdin lamps. You know what I mean? Right. So it. So if it's if it's a, a metal vessel, um, 
if it's a metal vessel, so then that, that's something that's basically a container. And if it's clean, it's metal, so it's easily cleaned. It's not like earthenware, which once you use it, it becomes disgusting for any other use. Right, but if it's metal, it's not. It's, it's, if you, it's, you wash it off, it's perfect, like new. So all it is, is, so if you have just one sitting in your drawer, it's usable for other uses. It's, it's a good container. You could use it for, like I said, you could use it as a candy dish. You could use it for any use. It's not mukzo because it's a useful vessel. It's not locked in only to be used. You have to understand, it's not something that they would only use for one use, meaning for lighting. It's not like our leichter. That's what you're thinking of. It's not like our leichter that it, it, we would never use it for any other need except to light candles out of it. There, it was a, a container, basically, that, that's suitable for putting a wick in and lighting. But it's also suitable for other things. You could use it to pour, to use it as a tea sensor, you know, for tea essence or something. It's usable for many uses. So therefore, it's not a muksa item. That's exactly what we're saying. When it's metal, and it was never lit. Listen, if it was lit from the beginning of Shabbos, then everybody will say it's mukza. If it was never lit at all for this Shabbos, maybe it was once in the past, but now not, so then it's perfectly not mukza. It's very useful on Shabbos. You understand? If it's metal, then it's usable. Then it's useful for many uses. It's not only usable as a lamp. It's usable as many things. Exactly like for to pour your tea essence, you know, to, to for the tea, you can use it to put as a candy dish. You could use it as a container. I couldn't understand what you said, and it's uh, you said it. It has many uses. It was never lit from the beginning of Shabbos. That's important. You understand? If, if it was lit from the beginning of Shabbos, then for sure it's not allowed. So it wasn't used at all. So I can use it for other uses. Sure, it's not muktzah. Exactly. Lit, lit. Right. Exactly. It was never used. I didn't start, I didn't use it in the beginning of Shabbos as a lamp. I never used it. I just have it as a, it's sitting in my, in my china closet. You understand? So, and it's a useful container. If I want to have guests coming and I want to put some candy out in a dish and I don't have any dishes, I could use it as a candy dish. It's perfectly fine. You understand? Now you get, okay. Clear? Okay. All right, so we're over here at the bottom of the page on Daf Mem Dalid Amr Aleph at the at the two dots. Amar Yuda, Amar Rav. Rav Yuda says in the name of Rav, Mita a bed, which is obviously usable as many things. Sheyichta lemaos that was set aside to put money on, meaning I said this is not just a bed. This is where I'm going to put all my organize my monies. My dollars have everything arranged. Okay, they used to work basically off of a mattress. Okay, he's a money changer or whatever his business is, that he has money lined out on the bed. Okay, it didn't say that you used it. You said it's set aside for that use. 
Also the Taltal, you're not allowed to move it. That's what we said. Now, this is a quote. Meisver of Nachb Yitzchak, how can you say that? If you have a candle that's made out of earthenware, that's brand new, never been used for lighting, you can move it around. Obviously, what is it for? It's meant for. It's meyuchad, it's set aside for a lamp. And still, I can move it, and it's not a muksa thing if it's new. Only when it's old, it becomes muksa. So, that's what he asks. If by the lamp. It was built to, for a fire. And if I didn't light the fire, it's not muksa yet. I could use it for other things, even though its primary use, obviously, is for the candle. It doesn't bother me. Mita, a bed. Nobody builds a bed to as a money store, as a place to store your money. Yet, avida, right? all the more so. It should be certainly just because you said I want to use this bed for my money. I didn't even put my money there. It should definitely be allowed. Where it says, well, yes. Then it's locked in, no question. According to it, well, first of all, remember. It, it depends on whose opinion. Rabbi Yudha says there's something called Muktzah Machmas Mius. After it's once used as a, as, a, as a lamp, even if it wasn't used on Shabbos, it was once used, it never will be used for any other use. It's too ugly and disgusting if it's made out of earthenware. If it's made out of metal, then it was never lit from the beginning of Shabbos, then it's perfectly fine. If it was lit at the beginning of Shabbos, we saw Rabbi Yudha says it's problematic. Reb Shimon says, once it goes out, it becomes useful again. That's Reb Shimon. We didn't, uh, okay, Reb Shimon. We, we, didn't rule, we didn't issue the ruling yet. We just, we saw all the opinions. Okay. Okay, now, the question is, bed got, can't be worse than the candle. And the candle, even when it's new, is permissible. So even though it's certainly set aside for lighting, it's not enough to make it muktzeh. And here we're telling you the bed is muktza. What's the deal? Elo yitmar, yitmar. So we're amending it. What Rav must have said is this. Amr of Yudah Merav is this. Mita You have decided that I want to use this bed as my money changing bed, where I'm keeping all the money. And you did put the money on. Then it's locked in. I'm not going to be using it ever to sleep on. I got to keep my money on it, so then it's a muktza bed because it's locked in for a muktza use. If you never put the money on, just you had a mind in your head that I want to use it only for money, it doesn't become muktza for that. Mutter letatel it's mutter. Lo yichtelamos. Let's say I never set aside that it's only going to be for money. Yeishalamos while the money's still on it, also letatel I can't move it. But somehow money fell off. So then then I can move it. In other words, because it wasn't locked in to be only used for money. So since it was never established that I only want to use it for money, and right now there's no money on it, even though at one point in time there was money on it, 
but it doesn't become muktzah by that. For who? But there's a big clause on that. Shalohayu alaha benash mashos. It can't be that the money was there for the benash mashos, because as we saw earlier, that if whatever if it, the money was was there, the whole benash mashos, so then it becomes the that that's what locks it in as its status. So it's been muktzah. It's migud diskatsoy. We said once it's muktzah for the whole benash mashos. Remains in that status for the entire day. Okay, again, that's the difference. So that's the Allah on the bed. Amr Ula. So Ula says, Masiv or they switch it to Rebelazar. Mukhni Shalah. This is the wheel of a wagon, basically. Bizman If the wagon wheels can be slipped on and off the wagon. So basically, the wagon was like this big. Uh, carriage that uh, you know uh, carries people, and uh, you know it's pulled by a horse. It's like a buggy, basically, and it has wheels, and those wheels are basically removable wheels. So ain chiburla, so it's not considered one entity, and therefore ve'einim dedes ima. Its definition is not to, it's not measured together with as far as the measuring of the size of this buggy, which is relevant for halachas. We'll see. Um, as we know, in order something to be um, to be mikabel uh, tuma, it has to be metalto malivarekon, and we want to know size. It doesn't count as part of the size. The wheels are not what we're measuring with. And it's also not um, protecting when it comes to the case of all hames, which basically means if uh, since the wagon is lifted up over the air in the air, the wheels are not part of it. The wheels can be going over um, a tummy body, a dead uh, cemetery. The wheels are tummy, but the but the basic. Uh, but if it's not attached, so then the the box basically, which is the carriage itself, that you would be uh, basically a protector. It stops the the it stops the uh, the tuma of the dead body from going into the into the box. Because it's blocked, and that's and what else? The ain gorin also bishabbos, and you also can't move this wheel on Shabbos. Drag the wheel on Shabbos. If there's money somehow, somebody put money on top of the wheel, so you can't drag that wheel with the money on it on Shabbos. What does that show you? But if there isn't money on, on it, Sharia would be allowed. Sounds like even if the money was there, I could move the wheel if it came off. Doesn't that seem to indicate that we don't say that if it's locked in on Benesh as long as right now there's no money, I can move the wheel. Ah, it was there for the whole Benesh Mashos. Answers the Gemara. That's going like Rup Shimon. The less they muksa, since Rabbi Shimon doesn't hold of muksa altogether, he doesn't agree to the principle that once it's locked in, even though Rabbi Shimon importantly agrees that money is muksa because money has no use at all. Basically, Rabbi Shimon's opinion is is that something that has even an outside chance of it being used is uh, is, muksa, is is not muksa. But he'll agree that money, which has no use on Shabbos, there's nothing you can do with money on Shabbos, so it's completely muktza. So even that, so that Rib Shimon would would himself agree, and uh, the lesley muktza, 
Uh, but it, but but if it's so the wheel doesn't become mutzah just because they had the money on it. On the for banish mushrooms, as long as it fall off, some point in time, now I can move the wheel. The Rav can review this fairly, and Rav himself holds like Rav Yehuda. So that was this quote is not a question on Rav because that's going like Rav Shimon. Rav he holds like Rav Yehuda that it that it's locked in during banish mushrooms. And the Gemara says, "Hachanami mistaber dav review this fairly." We'll see more about this tomorrow. That uh, Rav clearly must hold like Rav Yudha in general. We'll see um, what's the reason. But uh, that's the basic idea. And that's why the concept of Migudis Katsoil Ben Hashmashos is Katsoil Kuliyoma is a principle that's only in Rav Yudha's understanding and not in Rav Shimon's understanding. And we'll stop over here to continue with this tomorrow, Mitzvah Shem. And Everyone have a great, have a great day. Okay.